0: Welcome to the Great Book, a Tampa Bay Times podcast on Florida education issues. I'm reporter Jeff Solacek. About fifteen years ago, Representative Kevin Ambler from Hillsborough County ran what he called there ought to be a law. It was a contest that he held among high school students across his county, Hillsborough County, and for anybody else in the state who wanted to participate. He would listen to their proposals for what the students thought should be laws in the state of Florida, and then he would take what he thought to be the best one and bring it into the legislature for hearings and hopefully at one point for them, adoption. After he left the legislature, the idea kind of faded away, but not at Armwood High School in Hillsborough County. Those students there with their teacher, Tony Parada, have continued to explore the ideas of what they think ought to be a law and propose them to lawmakers trying to get them to at least get them a hearing so that they can try to get something passed. This year, they are working with Representative Susan Valdez and Senator Tom Lee to get Their newest idea passed relating to testing of students who are still in high school and taking English language learner programs, because they still don't speak the English language very well. Today, we're going to talk with Mr. Parada about why he has continued this program and how he works with his students to make this into a learning experience as a legislative session approaches. Let's take a listen. So, Tony Parada, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast this week.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: I am fascinated by this idea that you have kept alive. There ought to be a law. When it disappeared from Hillsborough County, I didn't even know, and I didn't even know that it was still going on. What made you keep it alive?
1: Well, um, this is a program that I ended up getting involved with, kind of during the time where it was a countywide initiative. Um, it was originally started by former Representative Kevin Ambler. Um, he initially designed it as a school project for his own daughter at Gaither High School back in about 2004. Um, I got involved with it in 2008 and ended up being the representative uh, teacher for Armlet High School. And we were working on the, the big county project where every school would take kids downtown um, and present their ideas. And they had a you know big panel of folks. And it was it was at that time that I really kind of fell in love with the program, the, the opportunity for kids to be able to voice opinions that they have on things that they think should be changed in our state government. And it was amazing to see kind of their their forethought um, and some of the ideas that they would bring forward and how it would really just shock, um, you know, it would even shock the legislators of, of these ideas that they had. And so to have students actually being able to voice their opinions on government is such an invaluable thing as, a, as someone who teaches U.S. government civics um, to show them that they can be a part of that process.
0: Do you ever find that it was difficult to find teenagers with these interests? Because so often we hear about the teenagers who are just you know, self absorbed or listening to music in their earphones or whatever and not paying attention.
1: Um, to be completely honest, I have not really found it difficult to find kids interested. I think there are, there's a lot of kids out there that have an interest and don't know where to take it necessarily. Maybe there's not a, a club available at their school where they discuss you know, law and civics and civic engagement, um, and they're looking for that. And so kind of sharing this with my civics as students every single year I tell them, hey, there is this program and this is what we do. And if it sounds like something you're interested in, we would love to have you. And, you know, every single year that I do that, I end up with a, you know, pretty close to a classroom full of kids that want to meet with me on club days or after school uh, and, and talk about, you know, different things that they see as being, you know, problems in their world
0: did the whole incident at Parkland turn that into a different level as well because I know that that showed us a lot of teenagers who did have an interest gun control and a variety of other subjects did they come out in larger numbers after that
1: um, no I wouldn't say that that they were in larger numbers but it you know it was something that the you know the kids wanted to talk about and it was a topic that we discussed about how we might be able to you know help that situation but I think the you know, the kids down in Parkland did a absolutely tremendous job in, in voicing their concerns and coming to, uh, you know, coming to the state legislature and even our federal government and explaining, you know, how they felt about the incident that occurred there and the changes that they felt would, would help make things safer for everyone.
0: Now, you just had Representative Susan Valdez over at your school advising and chatting with your students this year about the bill that they're having her sponsor, could you tell me a little bit more about, you know, how did you come up with the idea for this bill, uh, I guess the students came up with it, on uh, testing for English language learners, and how did you get Susan Valdez involved?
1: Well, uh, I can tell you that with this particular bill, we started this conversation uh, a year ago, back in the, the 2018 school year, and I had a, a, a group of students, I typically work with seniors because that's that's what my civics classes are. Um, and this was a topic that they felt really passionate about, and I had a I had a large number of students that were, you know, um, highly motivated with English language learners um, because my group last year was um, students who were English language learners um, at a much earlier point in their life than high school, um, but they had a lot of peers that they that they had you know friendships with, and they were worried about. You know these peers that had come into the school between the, eight, the grades of nine and twelve, so high school age kids that didn't speak any English, and they're being asked to to pass a test that there was just no way that they could pass. Uh, so we began to do the research and find out, well, okay, is this something that we should undertake? is Is there something real here that we can maybe make a change? Or is this, you know, gonna be an unfortunate circumstance that these kids are gonna to have to survive? And as we did that research, we were able to find that even within the Florida Department of Education, it is notated that even our Department of Education says it's going to take five years minimum to reach academic proficiency in English. So there's there's two types of, of language acquisition for these students when they when they enter our schools, and by the way, there's over 300 languages being spoken in, in the schools across the state of Florida, but when they come in, there's a, there's the conversational language, right, and a lot of the university professors in your, your TESOL or English as a Second Language um, courses will refer to this as uh, your conversational language, right, Your, your they call it bigs. Um, it's just being able to carry a typical conversation, find the bathroom, order food, those types of things. When you start talking about academic language, now you're talking about, you know, your, your large vocabulary terms, being able to apply what you've read and, and into understanding and application. Now you're talking about a, a higher level of, of English understanding. So that's what we're really focused on is the fact that what we're asking from these kids right now is, well, virtually it's, it's impossible Right. According to research from Stanford University, we've even now talked with the University of South Florida professors. Minimum is five years to become academically proficient.
0: And so once you found that out and you got the students interested in writing a bill, you had to find a sponsor and you found two. You found a Democrat and a Republican. Was that difficult to do?
1: Well, there's a there's even a little bit more to uh, to that part of the story uh, we we were set to run with a different representative last year as, as representative lawrence mcclure out of plant city and uh it looked like things were going to go through there and we ended up falling short in, in finding a senate sponsor and so the the program uh last year kind of got put on hold because we couldn't find a senate sponsor and um so we decided to change our, our house sponsor and move to Susan Valdez. And Representative Valdez has been absolutely wonderful. She's been welcoming. Um, she loves the fact that she's going to get the opportunity to work with our kids. Um, and we're appreciative of that. And And then I went and reached out to Senator Lee, who's our, our local senator here in the, the Armwood School District area. Um, and he was willing to, to do it as well. And, and so... It was just a matter of reaching out and explaining, you know, that the kids were looking for sponsors to, to be able to run this idea. And I think the fact that we were able to find a, a Democrat and a Republican and have kind of a bipartisan support between the two chambers is, is actually a pretty exciting prospect.
0: Do you teach about this in your class, too? As you're working with this club, do you also go over everything in your classes to the other students and say, look at what we're doing, this is how it works, follow our process along?
1: Absolutely, the the student body here at Armwood High School, uh, as this thing grow, goes along, all of my students in my classes are, are aware of what's going on. We actually will seek their input and how they feel about things um, as we go along. Um, part of our civics class, we teach the process of how a bill becomes a law, and you know it's always better when you can come up with a personal example that means something to the the students that you're trying to teach. And so to have a bill that their peers are now working through the process and and working with legislators in our state, um, they get excited about that and they want to know. So if I don't give them an update on a regular basis, they'll actually come to me saying, hey, what's going on with that bill? We want to know.
0: Do you think that this would be a way to make civics education better if everybody did something like this? Because I know the governor has talked a lot about the need to make the students in Florida more civically aware. I,
1: I... I do think that finding finding ways to allow the students in your class to be civically engaged are are great ways to teach civics. Um, you know, there's there's the there's the way of doing it through the textbook, and, and again, that's one of the reasons why I kind of fell in love with the ought to be a law program from the beginning was the fact that it took it out of the textbook. So we talked about how it becomes a law. The students are are able to get excited about. That process, and so you know, being able to teach students, you know, here's how the bill becomes a law. But now let's take that and let's do something with it. So whether it's a simulation um, or you get an opportunity like this where you can actually go out and do it, I think there's, I think there's a lot of opportunity. Maybe not necessarily with the state government. I think if we got every single school in the state of Florida involved with the state government, it could become kind of. A little too much but if if we had you know a county program like we used to run here in hillsborough county with ought a law you can get all those classes involved and pick one idea to take to the state or you can we've also had opportunities where we've worked with our county commissioners um and our you know and, and come up with initiatives there as well so you can work with your local government um just as easily i think as you can the state government and and work on projects to better your communities
0: do you think it makes a difference whether your bill gets passed or not as to the level of interest because i know susan valdez said that she thinks that the bill has a good chance you know i know that senator lee was a little more suspect as oh he likes the bill but he's still got concerns that you know maybe the governor governor bush's foundation might not be in support of it and maybe it might not carry the day so i mean does it make a difference or is it the process i mean does it have to pass
1: um, no it does not have to the, you know, the the great part about this particular program is, is it really, at the end of the day, as far as the the program goes and what it is that we're trying to accomplish, what we're trying to accomplish is to show the kids that they do have a voice and that their voice matters. And then the kind of second portion to to what makes this program so great is that they'll get the opportunity to actually work through the process, whether the bill passes or or not that learning that they're going to have gained throughout this process is invaluable because now they've gotten up from their desks, they've traveled to Tallahassee, they're speaking to the legislators about something that matters to them, and they're going to find that there are going to be people receptive to their idea. We um, we previously worked on a bill um, a few years back, back in 2014, that... Took us five years to pass. Wow. We went back a couple times with it, and we worked on it for over a period of five years. Um, we ran it three different times in Tallahassee before we actually saw it, you know, pass through. So, those students along the way, and, and we've had others as well, I should say, too. We've had others along the way that have we've taken up, we've gotten it heard, and it didn't gain as much traction, and, and we kind of moved on from that one. But the learning that, that the kids get is, is the important part and the fact that they can come back then as high school students and share with their friends hey all this cynicism about government and how government won't listen to you um, we, ha- we have a different story to tell we have a story to tell that if, if you do things the right way and, and you contact these representatives, you contact your state senators, you contact your county commissioners They will listen to you. Um, They will try to help you with the issues that you have. Um, But you have to do something. You can't just sit back and complain about it.
0: Well, we're definitely going to be watching this, Bill. One, because we think it's cool that students are doing it. And two, because the issue is really important as well. So I hope that you will keep us informed as to how things are going. And um, maybe at the end of session, we'll talk about how things turned out with you and a couple of your students. That would be great that's the end of our conversation and the end of our podcast. If you'd like to chime in and say what you think about all this, please go to our Facebook page, Tampa Bay Times Gradebook, and you can put your comments right underneath the spot where our podcast is posted. To keep up on the latest in Florida education breaking news, please continue to visit our blog, www.tampabay.com gradebook. And please send us ideas of what you'd like to hear about on this podcast Let us know what you think about the podcast in general. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email. Make comments on the places where you get your podcasts, places like Google and Apple. We really appreciate it. I'm reporter Jeff Solishek. Thanks so much for listening.